0: Welcome, Welcome to,
1: to The host with your
0: Junius Ricardo Junius Stanton.
2: Peace, it's Professor Griff. You're listening to Junius Ricardo Stanton. Straight up, we're teaching you all those things you need to know from the neck up, alright? We're definitely doing a checkup from the neck up. This is Professor Griff from Public Enemy, the ex-minister. I'm out. Peace.
0: Welcome to a new edition of Acoben. The war horn, Akobin, is an endinkra word and symbol of the Akan people of Ghana in West Africa. It is a specially carved ivory horn that makes a distinct and unique sound and the villagers use it to call for alertness, awareness, preparation, assembly, and in extreme cases, mobilization. We sound the Aquaband to alert you to what's going on in our communities and around the world, and also to prepare you and offer an alternative to the claptrap and the mind-numbing garbage that we find in mainstream media. Today, we have a special program. We're gonna feature two ladies. Uh, Full disclosure, one of them is my cousin. Sharetta Walls and her partner, Julia Jones. They're the co-founders of Sunny Day Grief Counseling and Support Services. And they're talking about addressing grief and loss in our community and how they go about comforting and counseling those who come to them for this crucial and critical service. So we'll speak with them following these messages and our relaxation moment. So don't go anywhere. This is Ben. My name is Junius Ricardo Stanton. Stay tuned.
1: Greetings to the internet radio family. This is Reverend Valentine speaking. You know, for nearly 30 years, I have had the distinct experience of being interviewed over every medium of communication available to the public, and except for the metaphysical underground, I can think of no other electronic venue that has been more progressive, more innovative, more insightful, more diligent, more diverse in its demographics, and more courageously supportive of the truth than this ever growing phenomenon called Internet Radio. And this is precisely why I'm here to tell you that it is so vital that you give your wholehearted support to it. Tell a friend. In fact, tell two, three, and four of your friends. If you are a business owner, support Internet Radio by telling your customers and constituents all about it. Let them know that there is a legitimate and important substitute to all of the prefabricated, super-censored garbage polluting our public airways today. Don't allow the mass media to continue to treat you like a mindless consumer drone. Enhance your awareness. Indulge your critical thinking, your reasoning, and your analysis. Do as I do. Log on, listen in, and then let it be known all about your internet radio experience. Chimatep beloved family, thank you for listening. Walk in light.
0: This is a meditative, relaxing moment. With Junius Ricardo Stanton, encouraging you to relax. Let your shoulders drop naturally, normally. Breathe in through your nose. Take a deep breath. Let your abdomen expand. Relax, hold it for a count of five, four, three, two, one. Exhale, let your abdomen sink in. Relax. Take a deep breath. Inhale, let your abdomen expand. Hold it. Five, four, three, two, one. Exhale, softly. Relax. Monitor your thoughts. Don't resist what you see, the images. Relax. Focus on your breathing. Inhale deep. Let your abdomen expand. Hold it. Five, four, three, two, one. Exhale. Relax. Continue to monitor your breathing. Focus only on your breathing. Relax, let the tension flow outward from you. Inhale, fully, fully expand your abdomen. Fill your lungs with life giving oxygen and air. Hold it, Five, four, three two one exhale relax 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 perk up and be prepared to resume your day in an extremely relaxed state of mind being and health till next time stay strong and stay healthy You are listening to Akoban, a call to awareness, a call to alertness, a call to action, and the call to war, with Junius Ricardo Stanton. Welcome to a new edition of Akoban, the War Horn. Akoban is an endinkra word and symbol of the Akan people of Ghana in West Africa. It is a specially carved ivory horn that makes a distinct and unique sound and the villagers use it to call for alertness, awareness, preparation, assembly, and in extreme cases, mobilization. We sound the Aquaband to alert you to what's going on in our communities and around the world and also to prepare you and offer An alternative to the claptrap and the mind-numbing garbage that we find in mainstream media. Today, we have a special program. We're going to feature two ladies. Uh, Full disclosure, one of them is my cousin, Sharetta Walls, and her partner, Julia Jones. They're the co-founders of Sunny Day Grief Counseling and Support Services. And they're talking about addressing grief and loss in our community and how they go about comforting and counseling those who come to them for this crucial and critical service. So we'll speak with them following these messages and our relaxation moment. So don't go anywhere. This is Ben. My name is Junius Ricardo Stanton. Stay tuned. Welcome to another edition of ACOBEN, the war horn. And today we have special guests, Sharetta Walls and Miss Julia Jones. And full disclosure, uh, Sharetta is my cousin. They're both the co-founders of the, the Sunny Day Grief Counseling Support Services. And we're pleased to have them with us. Welcome, ladies. How are you?
2: We're fine. Thank you for having us today. Yes, thank
0: you. It's my pleasure. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourselves professionally and personally so our listeners can get a a handle on who you are and what makes you tick. (coughs)
2: Well, I am Sherrata Wall. um, And um, of course, I lost my husband in October. And... um, from that, um, you know, I thought it was important to be able to help other women who also were experiencing the same loss. I'm a graduate of East Carolina University, and I'm um, also an I've taught for 37 years as an educator, and I enjoy helping children and adults find their path I've worked with teens and adults as it relates to education and mental health issues um, for a number of years. And my expertise um, in group healing has come about recently in terms of, again, helping other widows. Um, I'm compassionate and motivated and eager to help. And we're we'll doing the group healing process.
0: Okay. Uh, Ms. Jones uh,
2: <clears throat> good morning my name is Julia Jones um, I lost my husband five years ago um, I'm a retired teacher uh, 31 years um, I am an East Carolina graduate with a master's degree in elementary ed um, I am currently a remediation teacher for a school in Pitt County I love helping students to uh, gain confidence and to gain knowledge uh, continuously through their learning giving them the opportunity to um, ignite their own learning style and ignite their own learning ability um, the reason why um, I I'm a part of a sunny day grief counseling is because when I left, lost my husband five years ago, there was no support system for widows, and um, God just placed it in my heart to reach out to women that had recently lost their husbands. Um, Sharetta is one of them. Um, that I reached out to after I found out that she had lost her husband. We had always been, you know, in each other's lives, you know, as ships in the night. But we always had a relationship that was unusual because even though we didn't see each other on a personal basis, we always had a spirit of a connection like we had always known each other. We could see each other months out and we could just pick up lights. Like, we had always been knowing each other. So when her husband passed, um, I reached out to her to just let her know that I was here, that I understood, that I would take that walk with her because I've already walked that way. And I know that it was one person, um, it was a former student's mom that um, she reached out to me. It, it, It would be some of my loneliest nights, and she and her son, would knock on my door at unusual times of night and just holler and say, you know, this is Mrs. Um, Jordan and um, we're here for you right now. And it would be my loneliest time, but God would always send them to my home at that time. So I just felt that it was my calling to reach out to other widows because I know that they felt the same way and, and that was one reason why Sharetta and I um, started this counseling process
0: now most of what you experienced was informal so what prompted you to start a formal service to actually get together uh, do the paperwork and get registered and all of that to do it in a formal way
2: well really it really was not it really was not our purpose to start in a formal way getting paperwork and all that because that's not really what our focus is—it mainly is just to reach out to those widows because even though you have to get the paperwork, you do want to have your—you um, do want to have your, your your name as a business. But really, to me, this is not a business. This is a partial business, but it's a way to reach out to widows and widowers um, to empower them. Through their grief and loss, through a support and an education, you have to, you know, you want to be legitimate, so you want to do, you know, what is right. So, um, I just wanted to make sure that we were doing everything legitimate-wise. Um, but it's it's not a business per se; it's still a support system in the education system for our widows and widowers. And in the event um, we received any sort of donation, we definitely needed paperwork in place for that um, in terms of being a nonprofit.
0: Mm -hmm. Has it been difficult because what you do, just getting a gist of what you're doing, you reached out to people that you knew, people that you... Had networking experiences with in terms of your life experiences. So now that you've embarked and you're widening your circle, uh, casting your net on a wider basis, is it difficult to to reach out to people that you don't know, or you know, set up a a group session with and people come in that you really don't know? That actually, it has
2: not been difficult. Um, at this point, we have about 18 widows. <clears throat> and um, during COVID, people have experienced um, various losses, and we have had some of those widows during COVID. Um, and, um, you know, we didn't even know that we would end up with about 18 widows. No, we and didn't. What this, this happened? Um... We weren't looking for them. <laughs> um, you know, they just sort of fell.
0: in our what? Know, so, like so just, was this like word of mouth, or how did how did people find out about you?
2: It's not more. It's not word of mouth. It's more so. Um, you, could, you just daily conversations, talking to women. Um, like I met a woman in the, in my hairstylist. Um, Shop, and she was just casually talking about, you know, that she was selling her husband's business truck, and she was a widow, and she'd been a widow five years. And then now we just joked up a conversation. It's not hard to um, find out what people's lives are because, because of COVID, people want to share or communicate. So it's not hard to find. It's not hard to. Discover or people to walk into your path, and this may seem ironic. The girl who, one of the widows, who sang at my husband's film, two weeks later, her husband passed of a heart attack. We started walking this journey. Of course, we reached out to her. Shortly thereafter, another um, church member lost her husband. And we had been chatting about my husband's death. Um, probably about a month before that, a co-worker lost her husband. And another co-worker lost her husband. And you know, I really began to question what in the world was going on. Shortly thereafter, three ladies in my neighborhood lost their husbands. One lost their husband to a heart attack, and I'm not sure what the other two um, lost their husbands to. Um, and it, it just seemed like, you know, they were just there, and they were struggling. They did, they, they, they were having issues trying to handle business, coping. Um, both Julia and I had gone to a session during the Christmas holiday, a group counseling session, and it was very That was a very lonely period ladies were crying. Yes. Yeah. You know, and it made both of us very, very sad. Yes. Yeah. It, it wasn't a session to tell us how to manage money, uh, yeah. how, to, how to put up Christmas lights. No. So how did I move from step A to step B? In my case, and Julia, would, she can validate this, I didn't even know how to put down the floodlights in the front yard. But she was... <laughs> She came and she said, we got this. There are some widows who don't know how to put gas in the car. We are encountering a widow as we speak who doesn't know how to pay a light bill. She doesn't know where to go. Uh, There's another widow whose husband has a business. She doesn't know how to move from point A to point B with the business. You know, so each widow has different circumstances. But the goal is to show widows how to move from point A to point B. And as Julia said, you know, it, it can just be daily conversation. You run into somebody in the grocery store. You have the And you just learn of these things. The 18 that, that we have, it wasn't because we had set up shop. It was because of circumstances. Because well, of things that just happened.
0: Now, we're in the midst of a pandemic, and just listening to you, so many people are suffering loss, and you mentioned that your training, one of your trainings was virtual, so how has this COVID situation with the social restrictions, as well as the technology, made what you're doing different than it was, say, pre-COVID? In other words, um, that whole process of people coming together, socializing has been restricted and limited. So how do you how do you function now in this environment?
2: Okay, for me, um, as you were to say, you do run into people. But for me, what I've done is basically I started off and still am doing texting. I text my widows almost like every other day. Sometimes I wait two days and I text just to make sure that they're doing okay. Um, that's that's one way that I, I've started um, to reach out to my widows. And the widows do reach back. They, you know, I ask them, how are you really doing? Um, so that uh, that gives them a, this is, we're not doing surface. Um, Sometimes, you know, widows, Every widow doesn't know how to Zoom. Every widow doesn't know how to Skype, but they do know how to text. So just as long as you can touch them in some type of way, even though it's COVID, texting to me has been a line to let them know someone is going to check on me to see how I'm doing. Because even before COVID, when I, was, you know, became a widow, I didn't get any phone calls. I didn't get any texting. Because people just don't, if, if, if you need a support system, I mean, you need another widow. You can, you know, that's the whole purpose. If another widow needs another widow. Because people that have not lost a spouse or divorced, they don't know what to say to you. That's why I said texting is the answer for me that I've used because it doesn't matter about the pandemic because before the pandemic I wasn't even getting a text for support. So yeah. I do want to on that? Yes. Uh, keep in mind, even though you may not be zooming or Skyping, you still have a telephone. Sure. <laughs> uh, People. And let me tell you, the world pretty much after your funeral, um, and I like to call them funerals because the funerals are fun. So, I so <laughs> that that might seem crazy, but um, you know, you have all the business around you. But after that, and the mortician reminds you, you know, after the calls, after the visits, then what? You still have a telephone, sure. and, you, and you can reach out. Even during COVID, we were still wearing masks, but you could still show up at somebody's door. Um, yeah. You don't necessarily have to go in. But yeah. You know, check on them. You can still drop things off to them. Do you need groceries? What is going on? Um, you know, are you handling this? Let me tell you something. The courts did not stop during COVID. So, whatever business you have to transact by way of. Um, probate or anything like that. It did not stop. Or if it stopped, it might have stopped for one week or two weeks. You put your mask on and you kept it moving. I
0: was going to ask you, uh, how have you dealt with, and it seems that you, in addition to giving emotional support, you were also giving practical tips about how to survive, how to pick up the pieces and carry on. So how did the restrictions either limit you, or how were you able to use uh, resourcefulness to get around that? Say, if somebody was just so devastated they couldn't take care of the business, did you go and help them and walk them through in person, or you, you did everything, you know, via technology, you know, phone, texting, things like that? Well, um, we did
2: things via technology. And there's this wonderful thing called email. So um, we would email people, um, give them tips as to what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else? Uh, they're alone, just going through um, the process of picking out things for a service. So you know, we we kind of have a list of what to do and a budget, um, and we give them those kinds of, of things. Um, if they're going to if, you're home, if they're that devastated call me and we chat, we talk through it but mostly we talk through it before but if you're there you just call so it has not been that difficult it's pretty much like running a business um, or like businesses find ways to do things you find ways to get around it mm-hmm. it is Systematic, I don't know what to do, I don't know how to do this. You can always type up information and drop it off at the front door or drop it off in the mailbox.
0: So, so. What, what has been the most challenging aspect of this for both of you? And you take your time, each one answer. Uh, what would you say was, has been the most either emotionally challenging or physically challenging or re? logistically challenging aspect of this?
2: Well, for me, well, for me, I had to realize that I was a strong African-American woman because when you lose your spouse, you lose a half of you. And you want to become the needy, I can't do this type of person, and you can't do it. You have to look within yourself, and that's where I sought God, to look within myself, to help me, to strengthen me. Because when you don't have anyone to guide you, and, I'm that, and I was that one, you know, I didn't have anyone to guide me. I had to turn to God to guide me because you have to not become weak. You have to continue on because life continues. You have to continue your journey, your purpose that God is placing on your life at that moment. So my hardest part was to become not, you know, every time something happens, you know, Lord, I wish my husband was here. He's not. What do I do now? You know, you have to first make up your mind to become a strong, independent person. And that's what God helped. Now that's what I had to do. I'm not sure about Sharetta. Um The hardest part for me was staying focused and not becoming depressed. Um, because you are in the midst of COVID, so you don't have a, you don't have a, a whole lot of visitors. And keep in mind, the business world gives you about two weeks to grieve, and your friends and your church will also give you about the same. To. Um, so after that, or after the two weeks, you really have to focus on self and what you need to do to sustain your life. Um, again, how to pay bills. Um, you know, income and income loss. Because you don't realize at the moment that you have an income loss. You... You have your husband and yourself. You have a joint income. That breaks off. And like Sharetta said, a lot of widows don't even know how to pay a bill. Um, you, 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 you end up with a new normal. Um, you have, you've been married for a number of years, and you probably have forgotten almost who you are or what seeing, your weaknesses are. Um, and so you have to adjust to the
0: new norm. Yes. <laughs> now, how, how have you conveyed this? How have you been able to convey this to the people that you su- support? In other words, each, each personality is different. So how do you, you know, factor in their personality, factor in their strengths and weaknesses to be as supportive as you can?
2: it's important not to judge. Everybody's circumstance is different. And so you must listen, you must accept, you must assist. You have to show compassion, again, because everybody's situation is totally different. Um, For example, um, one widow's child may act out um, because of a death. maybe she didn't expect that. Maybe she expected the children or the child to be their company, uh, be a guide. That may not be the case. Where somebody else's child may be absolutely wonderful. You do not judge. You assess, you listen, and you accept.
0: Now, do... What happens, you know, there are times... Because the the loss of a spouse is very stressful. And yes. sometimes the stress, if you're already in a stressful situation, uh, looking for answers, looking for, for help, looking for support, every family is not like the Huxtables. And a lot of times there's major dysfunction. So if yes. you encounter that, how do you deal with that?
2: Well, I encountered that um, with my own family, um, and as Sharetta said, the funeral, it quickly leaves. Um, my husband passed, we had the funeral, and everybody left like the next day. So, um, every situation is different, and so that's where You really have to have some kind of grounded um, strength within, because you will tend to be angry, which I was, felt that no one understood, including my own family, because I thought they would be the main ones that would be my support system, but as Sharetta says, life goes on. And every situation is different, so I understand that because you can get in the anger mode, bitter mode, all that, you know, all the emotion. Mm-hmm. But you have to go within yourself, and that's like I said, that's where I turned to God because that was that was my only support. I, my my daughter had to go back to school. I had to take her back to school. I couldn't spend any time with her because at the time I also was a caregiver to you know pink to my parents mm-hmm. so you know I had a you know everybody else just went their way okay your husband passed okay move on and so that's something that I encountered that I had to work through and that was only through God that I was able to work through it because you do tend to become bitter because family is not there always either and in addition to that <clears throat> um uh, there is a counseling group at our local hospital. Um, we both have pastors on hand. Yes. And, um, you know, we can refer you to Christian counselors beyond who we are when,
0: for additional support. Right. Right. How do you, uh, you said you, your approach is compassionate and non judgmental. All mm-hmm. too often when things happen, other people are, they, they're not intentionally mean, but, you know, that they had that, oh, well, you know, life goes on, get over it kind of mentality. And that can be devastating if you're looking for answers and you're trying to make meaning and make sense out of what has happened, especially if it's really tragic or unexpected. So how do you help counter that if The person that you're counseling, if that's the feedback they're getting, you know, get over it. Uh, How do you how do you counter that?
2: Well, you have to remind them that there's a change in circumstance. As much as you want the circumstances to change, um, they have to go through the journey. But you have to remind them that they cannot change the circumstance. They can't change the past. And they must create a new future, um, a new purpose. Yes, uh, they have to. They have to reinvent themselves in some sort of way. Yeah.
0: Now, hold um, on, hold on a minute, because that's a critical piece. But you do realize that most people don't have a sense of purpose, and a lot of times. Uh, the whole thought of reinventing themselves if they don't know who they are is very difficult. So how do you help them make that transition?
2: Um, well, we're not guaranteed a trauma-free life. Um, and so you have to chat with them to help them move through that. It takes time. It's not going to happen in two weeks. It's not going to happen in 30 days. It's not happen. It's not always gonna happen in a year. No, um, I basically started coming out of my fall, because a lot of widows will have a widow's fall, where you really are in a fog like you see outside. So you basically have to move as they move, as Shoretta said. You can't just, you know, just run everything down their throat. You have to move as they move. You have to listen. You have to guide them or help them through the phase that they are in at that moment. Because moving through grief is not fast. Moving through grief took me about now. I've been a widow since 2016, and it was unexpected. So um, I found my husband deceased. So my coming out just came three years ago. More so last year. So that's been I'm a little of five years coming up in March. So four years, it's a, it's a process. And it's not, and I tell all widows, you're not going to get through it. Like Sharetta said, this week, next week. It might take some years because it's a journey. Journeys are not short. Journeys can take a length of time based on how you move. Because I moved slow, so my journey was slower. Mm. And personally, you know, I detested the fact that people kept telling me, this is a journey. You know, I was like, what do they mean this is a journey? It is a journey. Some days are better than others. And so you have to help widows understand. Some days are better than other days. Um, When you hear from the Bible, joy comes in the morning. That's not just the sun rising. You at some point, you will be glad that the sun, that you do get to see the sunrise. Yes. But you also have to help them understand that it's a fresh opportunity to change. Yes. And you can step. Take one step left at the time. And acknowledge that you have achieved something for the day. Um, It could be something as simple as putting the dishes in the dishwasher. It could be something as simple as deciding to um, move your husband's clothes from the house. True. Um, You know, so that you have to help them understand. Celebrate the change. Celebrate the fresh opportunity.
0: All right. Now, where are you? Where are you located now in North Carolina? (laughs)
2: in Greenville, North
0: Carolina. All right, so what advice would you have for people who are listening to this, and of course, you know, this is global presence. So what advice would you have for people who want to replicate what you're doing, where they are?
2: Um, I would say that they would have to do their research, um... Look at where they are culturally. Because we encountered women who had experienced loss. But because of their loss and because of their cultures, there were differences. (laughs) For example, um, as African Americans, we we like a nice funeral. And we will brag, oh my goodness, he had a nice home going. (laughs)
0: -hmm, Yeah, you put him away nice, you
2: know. Yeah, yeah. We applaud that, but that may not always be the case. Culturally, there are differences. Uh, There are differences in visitation, so you have to assess where you are culturally and what what your needs are based on where you are regionally. Um, keep in mind, some widows like to go in and dress their husbands. They're doing the whole family. Yes. that is not. That's not me. No, me either. So you you need to determine, based on your research, what your needs are for your area, and how 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 you need to connect to support other women. Um, yeah. For example, we encountered grief share. Yes. What's that? Um, grief share is another support group. Mm-hmm, okay. Um, mm-hmm. that they do through Um, that may be something that works for you. When I mentioned to you that both Julia and I went to um, a grief counseling session during the holidays, that session really made me sad, and it did not. It did not encourage me. To take the next, well, it did encourage me to take the next step, but not the next step financially.
0: Yeah, it, okay. Well,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, and 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 with me, um, it didn't encourage me at all. No, uh, it made it made me want to sit in my sadness, and I don't I don't want widows to sit in their sadness. As Shavetta said, you have to move because the world is not standing still, and we have, and we, and my, we, Charretta and myself, we want widows and widowers to move and not sit in grief, because that's, that's not good for anyone. No, and, um, again, you're thinking about the grief cycle culturally for, uh people, based yeah. on based on your area, um i did I, I will say this i did personally knock on a widow's door um she's not responded and that's not necessarily a bad thing we are two different cultures whether no, she's yeah. simply not interested so you right. just you move on if she comes back to me because she she clearly knows where i am then fine you know, I'm willing to help you. Out. I'm willing to to chat with you. Um, so it's it's simply, you know, it depends on where you are, um, and, and what you're looking for.
0: Now, do right. you, do the two of you share notes, or do you uh, work with each other? Because there's the whole notion of the wounded healer who and and a lot of it, you're taking on people's grief, you're taking on people's anger, you're taking on people's bewilderment. So, how do you deal with it yourself? I mean, there, we all have different personalities. Some people are the kind of people they can be quote unquote objective. And there are other people who are very empathetic and, you know, they get caught up in the other folks' emotions. So, how do you. Maintain your sense of balance. How do you stay grounded? And do you work with each other to, to bring that about personally for yourselves?
2: We do work with each and we do have our own independent lives. We we have our own independent activities. For example, um, I'm a dancer, so um, I do meditation. Um, I'm in two different dance groups. I'm encouraging Julia to dance with me. As a matter of fact, we're dancing tonight. <clears throat> so <Sorry. laughs> I'm encouraging Julia to, um, to dance because we have to stay positive um, as we are helping others experience grief and loss through support and education. So it can't just be doing this all day long. No. You know, so we, we, have, we have our own outside activities that we do to stay focused, to stay positive. And keep in mind with each widow, it's almost like opening a an Amazon box because we can <laughs> do you know, some things I just never imagined. So each process brings or each each situation brings on something a little bit different. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm.
2: It does. It does. You have to have your life outside of always focus on you lost your spouse, you lost your spouse. You have to have some other things to incorporate your day because you could stay in the house all day and cry if you wanted to, regardless of the fact because the pain does not, even though I'm five years out and Sharetta, she's not that many months out. You still can get trigger times where you can just stay in the house because the house is a memory that you and your spouse share. You still can stay in the house and have a crying time, but you gotta, you have to. For myself, i talked to Sharetta. I encourage other widows. And then, I, you know, as Sharetta said, I'll be dancing tonight because I'm a, I'm a homebody. So she's helping me to get out and find out who I am because I'm, I'm really not the type that ventures out. I can stay at home all day, but um, that's one way, and I like traveling. So But with COVID, you know, I can travel to my mom. Yeah, get,
0: that, that's the other yeah. thing that uh, people might normally do some other things to venture out to get out of the stuckness that they find mm-hmm. themselves in, but now because mm-hmm. of the restrictions and the social disruption, because I'm dealing with it this with one of my fraternity brothers uh, one of my line but I mean he's he was he, before he got sick he was a recluse and I mean we had to go there and I I talked him into giving another one of our brothers a key to his house mm-hmm. uh, because you know literally a couple occasions they had to call the police to go in there because he was just just out of it physically and he's mm-hmm. physically out of it now cuz he's in He's been in the hospital, now he's in a, um, an, a, a nursing home, or rehab, and he does not have family support, and the family support that he does have, an older sister, really is not, doesn't want to continue, us to continue the relationship, and we can anyway, because we can't go there. We can't go there to see him. So, uh, how do you deal with people like that? I mean, is it frustrating when you're attempting to offer solutions and options and people just resist and and don't take your advice?
2: Well, like Sharetta said, the neighbor that she knocked on the door, you know, has not, you know, responded. But you have to give people time to come around. You still can reach out to them. Still, here and there, still reach out to them to let them know but yes, I am still here for you. And, like Shalita said, not being judgmental because everybody has to move through their own emotions at their given time. Because just because you want an instant fix for them, that's not always the case. You have to be mindful of their, mood, their journey. And so they will come back. Because Sheretta has even had someone that she talked to, and they were having a funeral, and they had their funeral, and they, everything was great, and everything was this. And Sheretta, I'm gonna let you finish that part. <laughs> and their outfit was absolutely perfect. But now she's in distress, and so it's important to help her through that distress because all the people are gone. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then you have to keep in mind the three races of faith, we are different people. Every person that we encounter is, is not of the same faith. No. So, you do need to keep that in mind. Right. Um, and we also need to keep in mind the human mind and the human spirit, what it will allow and how different things will moving you off of of your path of healing, wish, We planned some things beginning in June. We would like to have um, had some gatherings earlier, but because of COVID, we could not. So we are planning an event June 19th, Um, depending on how things go uh, with COVID. Uh, Just some things for widows. We're planning some retreats. We're planning some trips
0: um you know, to help people through. Okay, we're we're speaking with Sheretta Walls and Julia Jones, who are the co founders of the Sunny Day Grief Counseling Support Services. They're located in North Carolina. Is there a a phone number or any kind of contact information you feel comfortable sharing in case people have questions or they want to replicate what you're doing or they just want to talk to someone?
2: Uh-huh. We will have a website. Uh, it will be up and running by Friday. Um, it is a sunny day GC at gmail.com. Again, that's a sunny day GC at gmail.com. And a sunny day GC is all one word, and it's lowercase. peace. Okay. Uh, I do want to you know, today is International Women's Day. And this is a great to share this information with other women, or just with other widows. Um, we celebrate women, and we want you to be healthy. We want you to be strong, and we want to um, we want you to know that you can experience joy again, even though you may be grieving.
0: Okay. Any final comments? Any final words of wisdom you want to share with anyone who's going through loss and grief right now, or anything about your upcoming events for the people in your uh, close proximity area.
2: Well, we look forward to our upcoming event, um, to help women celebrate, um, life again in June. Um, And we do want you to understand, connecting with someone to help you go through the grief process is very important. Don't stay silent, whether it's with a church member or or, or your pastor, or just reaching out through us. Um, Once you go to the website, you'll be able to send us a message, and we'll be happy to chat with you.
0: Okay, give us us your potential URL again so people can write that down. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. It day GC, all lowercase, one word, at gmail.com. Again, a sunny day GC at gmail.com.
0: Ms. Jones, you have any uh, final comment?
2: Um, my final comment is to all the widows and widowers is just to um, take each day, each moment, minute, at a time, um, Stick out our website if you have a question or you just want to ask us something. In general, um, anything that you want to ask us, we'll be here to support you and to walk through the journey with you as well.
0: Okay, Sharetta, you like to talk. I mean, I know we, we come from a family of <laughs> talkers, so uh, you got any final <laughs> Final comments.
2: Well, just a reminder, a sunny day grief counseling seeks to empower widows and widowers are experiencing grief and loss. We like to do that through support and education since we're both educators. And our vision is that every grieving widow and widower will have support and hope through the grieving process. We we uh, would be delighted to um, serve as speakers if you need us to do so. Um, we have workshops planned, so we'd be happy to do that as well.
0: Now, are you prepared to do the webinars, the um, Zoom conferences, the various using the various technology to have workshops and um, counseling sessions for people who might want to. Replicate what you're doing where they are
2: sure, We would be delighted to do that But if you share that, if that um, question with us um, via the website, we'll be happy to get back in contact with you
0: Alright ladies, it's, it's been a pleasure talking with you I really appreciate what you're doing, particularly in this environment that we're in, where uh, there's major social and cultural disruption going on. Uh, one of the things we didn't even get to talk about was how COVID has changed the funeral process and the funeral business and how that is impacting people. And so maybe we'll come back and address those issues at a later time.
2: All right. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, thank you for having us today.
0: Uh, my pleasure. And this concludes our program for today. We thank you for logging on. We thank you for listening. And as always, this is Junish Ricardo Stanton wishing each and every one of you love, peace, health, prosperity, wisdom, power, but most of all, courage. The courage to find meaning, purpose, and fulfillment in your life so that you evolve into all that the creator intends for you to be. And your life manifests magnificently as the creator working in and through you in a partnership to make a fabulous contribution to the collective. Stay well and stay strong.